This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to It's Only A Game podcast. I am Jimmy. I am joined here by Greg, Deck, and Matt, of course, our regular team. How are we doing, gents? Doing fine. Yeah, um, Rochdale are currently playing Bradford away from home, nil-nil. I'll take nil-nil. Get escape of a point. Oh, good, mate, yeah. It's, life is... Life. It's January. Christmas rush has been and gone. Football is currently what it is. And uh, yeah, can't complain. All good. Yeah, likewise, cracking on. Um, I'm currently making my way through a cupboard full of Prindles and uh, a few stale celebrations. So yeah, not bad. Matt and Deck there with quite philosophical words. I'm sure you'll agree that you can take with you today on the podcast. And we are also joined for his second appearance, am I right in thinking, by Joe from Albion Obsessed. Now, of course, Joe, we're not going to mention the game the other day. Um why not? Because uh, you battered us. Um, how are we doing, Joe? How are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate. Loving life as an Albion fan. Um, it's just been great to see, obviously, Deserby come in and, and do what he's been doing. T- take uh, Graham Potter's uh, handiwork and, and run with it. So, yeah, it's, it's been great. And uh, uh, had a bit of a rubbish Christmas, though. I had the flu. It wasn't great. I went to Cholton three days after getting the flu shouldn't have done because we lost on penalties uh should have buried them within the 90 minutes but that's just what happens uh when you underestimate an opponent but yeah all good guys uh good to be on from my second appearance uh and already got my eyes on the uh hat trick ball so yeah invite me for a third time and you'll have to send me a match ball absolutely um we don't have that budget but i'm sure we can Try to send you a balloon or something. Um, you can't afford it. Could a be ball. an animated <laughs> GIF as part of a tweet. Uh, well, yeah, it'll be an e card or a GIF. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take um, anything. I'll take anything. You know what? I think as Everton fans, we'll take anything as well at the moment. Um, but and and Rochdale fans. I'm trying to fans. Oh geez, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get all of that a little bit. But um, all of us, just all of us. Uh, Happy New Year, yeah. everyone, by the way. Um, I hope you had a lovely Christmas. Unfortunately, let me say, Joe, a bit poorly. Um, but just to cheer you up, Joe, what are you making? You mentioned about Graham Potter's handiwork. What are you making of that so far? Because as we talk, City lost 4-0 to... Sorry, Chelsea lost 4-0 to City. And I've seen a few tweets from you um, being very diplomatic about it all. So, mm, uh, Of course. How's, how's that going for you? Oh, always ever so diplomatic. Um I mean, Graham Potter left at the first opportunity that he could for his big money move to to a top six team, um, and it's clear to see that money doesn't buy everything. Um, and I wrote a piece for the Daily Mail, um, and at the end of that piece, I said, "You can buy our manager, you can buy our players, you can buy our backroom staff, but you can never buy Brighton Hove Albion's soul." And that's what we've kept. We've kept Tony Bloom. He's the main part of of what makes our football club tick so well. 
Uh, Paul Barber as well has been absolutely fantastic alongside him for the last 11-ish years. Um, And it's just hilarious to see the downfall, to be honest. Um, Because, as I say, the, the arrogance of it and... It was clear to see in our four-one win against them what it what it meant to the players as well. Um, Pascal Gross's celebration um, was absolutely epic, uh, basically calling him finished. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. But to be honest, m- mostly um, focused on seeing what Roberto De Zerbi can do for us, and the fact that he's taken a squad. It was weird for him because he took a squad fourth in the Premier League, and that doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen anywhere. Um, and I was worried that he wasn't going to be able to sort of kick on as as much as uh, Graham Potter was doing. All of the while I sit here and, and slate Graham Potter, he he did do very well for us. I, I can't look away from that fact. But the the difference under the Zerbi and our goal output has been absolutely ridiculous. Um, so we're loving life. Um and long may it continue. And I, I, I pray that we finish above Chelsea this season. At this rate, that's probably going to happen. I think current, uh, current Chelsea, yeah. form, Chelsea's current form, even I should say. But, but we have got to point out for all the bad reasons, you know, everything else. Yeah, you know the money stuff. Potter does look pretty good in that turtleneck sort of jumper suit look. We call him, we call him on the south coast, glow up Graham. And... <laughs> So yeah, that's that's quite fun. But yeah, let him crack on. N- nice little skin fade he's got now as well. He can, he can actually goes, afford yeah. he can afford a barber. Wow, he can't I didn't realise we were playing <laughs> paying him that poorly. Yeah. Um, not, to be honest, not but, Paul Barber, you know. but you know he can afford a barber. Not Paul Barber. Yeah, no. he's ours. I think he looks a bit like a Bond villain with that turtleneck. To be honest with you, which is quite fitting considering the Brighton fans' opinion of him. But uh, well, he's most yeah. definitely a villain at the moment. Yeah, and Kukrea. Frizzy haired snake. Sorry, frizzy haired snake. There's the title of this this episode. Frizzy haired snake. I'm There's an image for yeah. you all. Fantastic. Right. Well, obviously we do love our football, even if we hate our teams from time to time. Unless you're Joe, who's loving life. Um, but of course, and a more pressing issue. Um, it's January. The Christmas rush or the Christmas boom and the Christmas excitement, if you will. A lot of viewers on Christmas and New Year. It's all over now for another year. Maybe a relief to some, but it's still winter, it's dark, it's a bit bleak out there. And we thought we'd bring in Joe, not just for his excellent football insights, which, you know, I'm sure you'll all agree, and his obviously go and follow Albion Obsessed, they are brilliant. No, he's doing so-so, but I honestly, I do love hey, your you're rising for the Daily Mail, that tops anything we're ever going to do on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of shit for for doing something for the Daily Mail, but I was like, I'm doing it for me. Like it's only the the once that I've done it, um, and I was just like, if they're going to give me the platform, I'm going to use it. So um, yeah, that's why I did it. Absolutely, that's absolutely fair enough. And obviously, go and search for that article from Daily Mail if you wish as well. Anyone that listens, it is a very good read. I have read it myself personally. Um, I can't read it in personally. Anyway, so but obviously. We're here to discuss mental health, a much more bigger issue than football, some may argue, some may argue not. Um, and Joe, you've had some involvement, certainly before Christmas I noticed you put some pictures of a football match that happened down your way, um, that was linked in with mental health and Mental Health United. I mean, would you like to just describe more about how that came about and just your involvement with, with that side of things, please, if that's okay with you? 
yeah, it's been a crazy journey, so I'll try and I'll put it in chronological order as much as I can. Um, so in the third lockdown, however many lockdowns we had, it was the last lockdown of, of the lot, uh, we were coming towards the end of it, you know, when they were like staggering, opening, so April you can meet up with six people, so on and so forth. Um, and I was watching lockdown football, no fans in the stadium, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, it came from me looking at the Premier League football and saying, I really like that football, I'm going to buy it because I want it to. I want to display it. So I ordered it, it came, I pumped it up and I was like, I really want to kick football again. Like so badly, I hadn't played football for 10 years maybe, properly. Um, so I thought, do you know what, I'm going to get some friends together and... I'm going to say, look, let's do a weekly meet-up down the park. We'll kick the ball around. We'll buy some little mini goals and we'll just have some fun. Um, and some other guys were doing the same thing. So Mental Health United. Uh, so we're Lansing Warriors uh, and Mental Health United, who we've joined uh, forces with, were doing the same thing. Um, and they started with three or four people just kicking the ball around in a 3G pitch uh, cage. Um and we sort of ran alongside each other, checking in with how each other were, were getting on. And so, slowly, 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 people were saying, oh, I'd like to come along and, and, and have a kick around. And it just grew and grew and grew to this point where we thought, we've got something big here. We, we can get a lot of people that were exactly like-minded like us, haven't played football for X amount of um years or x amount of of months and they can come along and they can they can play football with absolutely no judgment um and that's what i always found tough to get back into football was if you found a sunday league team or if you found a, a local team that you wouldn't get in because you were deemed not good enough um and that that's fair enough you know they play competitively whatever but there was nothing that i could find like what we were doing um and I felt it very important to fill that gap so we could say to people who were who felt overweight or who felt inactive, come along. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how fit you are. You can play for as long as you like or as little as you like. Just come along and kick a football. Um, and it's grown into what we are now, which we'll obviously get into if you guys have got any questions about that. But that's, that's how, how the journey started, I guess. That honestly sounds absolutely brilliant, and personally, I think it sounds absolutely, it sounds perfect. Really, the way that I love because you don't see this very often. Um, that you basically you're in open ability, you know, access for all, absolutely no discrimination. Not, and I get what you're saying with Sunday League team. You know, I our um team, our team that I coach at the little ones that we have a Sunday League side and a local Sunday League, and I think, oh, should I ever go down and try and play for them, uh, the men's side? And I think, well. Um, probably the, the lads are all like 18, 19, 20, 21 that play for them. I'm like 32. I'm going to just get up. I'm 5 foot 2, 32. I'm going to get destroyed. I'm not very quick. I probably couldn't last 90 minutes playing football, you know, because you get the, the, the turn in the cap. Probably put me quad kicking the ball. Last time I played a game of football, admittedly, me personally was in China and I kicked the ball, pulled me quad and was like in agony for two days. So, I mean, utterly hopeless footballer. Like, talk about it. But, you know, solid centre off in my book. <laughs> 
You solid centre half. You have more wristbands than clearance. clearance All well. the attributes um, for a centre half. You slow. You small. Everything a centre half needs to be. Hey, if Martinez uh, can do it for United, yeah. you can do it for Sunday League football. Well, we'll see. I'll be the big man. I will. Top with the... I will point out I'm his brother. I'm allowed to have a go at him for his height. No one else. I don't think anyone's allowed. I'm not asked, mate. <laughs> anyone's allowed. But yeah, I'll be the Birkenhead League at Fenway. Anyway, no, but I think it's amazing that you've like, it's just so inclusive. And I think that's a fantastic thing whereby anyone can just partake. And I, I, I don't know, but I don't know, lads, if you want to jump in, if you know of any other teams around your areas that do that same sort of thing, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, not, not necessarily about teams that kind of do that around um, the Wirral or around Merseyside, but um, some of you know, obviously, I, my background um, academically sported at a, a sporting degree before I, I went into teaching. Um, and my kind of interest when I was doing that was very much on the inclusivity and the, the participation side of sport. So some people went down the elite the elite route and looking at, you know, performance and um, sponsorship and things like that. Some people went down the, the PE and school sport route, which obviously eventually I did. Um but the, at the time, there was there was a lot of research about the the, the positives or the, the kind of things that there were to gain from having uh, events such as that. Um, obviously, lockdown was was not something that was on the cards um, back in two thousand and twelve. But um, loads of research saying you know how positive it was, but very little actually being done about it. Um, you know, all of these kind of elite clubs with this kind of like infinite amount of money. And yeah, you know, they'd run the, the occasional football and school for kids or, you know, a, a, a little group session for, you know, um, OAPs to come along and play walking football. But actually in in um, proportion to what they were putting out for the elite side of things or the academy side of things, um, and not just football really, you know, you look at the number of opportunities that are actually out there for exactly what you said, Joe, um, like a, a non-judgmental um sporting facility or sporting events for people to, to, to come and join in with. Obviously, the number is on the rise, and that's probably one of the, the only positives to come out of lockdown, really, was, you know, people kind of tried different things, and I think um, it's definitely a little bit of a legacy for people to tap into, and obviously what, what you're continuing to do is fantastic, but um, it, it is very, very important that, that people feel that they can, if they want to, go and go and do something. I mean, I've been teetering with the idea of trying to go and get back in exactly as you were saying to a little bit of five aside or seven aside I used to play quite regularly um, but the last time I played was at Prenton Park on the pitch at the end of the season and we got beat 14-1 and even that was a dubious penalty um, I think I came on and off four times as a sub and had more energy gels than I probably should have done not to go into too much detail but um, yeah no it, it's fantastic you rubbed out yeah Dick. yeah 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 on the pitch actually yeah <laughs> I thought, um, Deck, it's really interesting what you mentioned about there was a, there's a lot for academies and there's a lot for like OAPs and, and playing walking football. Um, and the the crazy stat in this country is that it's it's probably our age group that are the, the highest um, suicide rate um, and have the the most mental health problems. Um, and there was, you know, there, there's nothing for them. Um, so it's from what I've seen is is exactly our age group I, I mean I have my dad come along he plays um, there's a couple of older guys that do come along and play but it's a majority probably from about 20 to 40 that sort of 
um age range um so yeah we, we found it really important that that was basically the i mean it, it's open to everyone any anyone can come play f- women can come and play like literally anyone um but it's really important to have that for for, for us as well And I think it's vitally important when we look at the demographic, not to go too um, sort of morbid, obviously, but when you talk about, you know, depression and suicide rates, there's certainly the um, the rates in men, certainly between the age of 20 to 40, that, that it's it's an unspoken, it's getting more and more spoken about. You've got things like Andy's Man Club out there, you've got lots of different things now out there, more so than there were even just before lockdown. Um, which I think did accelerate the need for more schemes to be put in place, certainly for men of a certain generation. Um, but yeah, it's the it was sort of the unspoken issue that men of our sort of generation, we were sort of in between being old enough to take part in things like walking football or being, you know, the older gentleman where they can, you know, they were from a, an era where it was very much you don't talk about your feelings. And then... Obviously, the younger generation is Dak and I. Well, we all know, certainly with Dak and I have been working in education, we'll know that we always encourage the children uh, to be very, sometimes a little bit too vocal in some cases, but, you know, to be very open, genuinely about what they're feeling and, and what they're, and to be able to express themselves, you know, and not bottle it up. And we, as a generation, I think, have been kind of caught in between that kind of, do we open up or not? And it's a struggle in itself to, do I open up about this? Do I not? I know I should talk about this, but. I don't know if I, I'll be judged by it, and certainly, you, know, you don't want to generalise, but certainly in guys, I think it's seen as far less manly still to open up about it. It's like, oh, let's let's go to the football or go and do whatever, go for a beer and whatever, and just not talk about it. Let's have a laugh. You've got to be, you know, putting up drywall and eating steak all the time, and it's like, well, actually, sometimes you know we're all human, and you you there's got to be an outlet, whether it's a physical outlet, an emotional outlet, whatever it may be, to because I've personally found, you know, you're not able to function physically or emotionally if your brain's not working right. So I think it's massively important that there is that outlet with Lansing Warriors and various other, you know, football teams around that, that there is that, that chance to, to really express themselves and, and just be free to and it's making friends as well. It's a social connection as much as it is a physical one. So it works in so many different ways, which, are, you know, I think is brilliant. Yeah, I, I've met so, so, so many amazing people through this. And we've been doing it for coming up to... So this year it'll be two years. Um, in May, June, I think. Um, so, yeah, over these two years I've met so many good people. And, and you mentioned that we had that football match um, early December. Uh, so that was Lansing Warriors play. So it was an intra-club friendly, was what we called it. So Lansing Warriors, who play on a Sunday, were playing against Mental Health United, who do the Tuesday and Thursday sessions. Um, and a surreal moment for me was to to look at my team, um, eighteen of us. There was a squad of eighteen, and to to know that we started on a little patch of grass with four people, not really knowing what it was going to be. And now we're playing against Mental Health United on a 4G pitch in Lansing, um, raising almost £900 for charity. Um, it was a surreal moment for me because it is just... It amplified what, what you can do when people come together um, and, and when people really do believe in a cause. Um, and to look at 18 people playing for, for my team 
uh, 18 people that are unbelievably good friends to me as well um, was just unbelievably special. So I'm forever thankful to them uh, for being a part of my life and to for, to be dragging me through um, a really rewarding but really tough moment in my life because uh, last uh, in 2021 I became a dad um, to Alana um, and she's absolutely amazing. But as a parent, as a new parent especially, you sort of think you sort of lose a little bit of your identity um, and to have Lansing Warriors um, pulls me out, pulls Joe to to the forefront and I can be Joe. I don't have to be dad for for an hour every Sunday. Um, And yeah, they've been incredible. Yeah, I think it's it's important to have that separation where you become you again for a little time or as little time as you need either way. Um, but it's amazing hearing you talk about it. It's something that um, I feel, again, like all of us, the older I've got, the more I avoid things like Sunday League football, the more I avoid things because it comes with a competitive nature, which if that's your that's your thing, great. You know, I, I'm not going to say not to do that, but I'm not interested in having a fight on a field on a Sunday morning. I want to go and play football for fun. I want to go and play it because I grew up playing it as a thing that was, yeah, was just enjoyable to do. And it's great to see that this kind of thing is about there, and that there should be more out there. I hope. And on Jimmy's point, yeah, it's you know we are in that age group of people where I still struggle to talk about things. You know, I to open up because I do feel like I should be in that sort of keep calm and carry on mentality that a lot of people, a lot of adults that who helped me grow up had in their mentality. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a great thing to see, and it's a good thing to see that people collaborating together. All into sort of one common goal of yeah, this is good for everyone. Come in, enjoy it. There's no judgment. It's just a game of football. Come and enjoy it. I think that's great. I really applaud you for it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's crazy um, that... You, you you say that they, they grow up the the keep calm carry on mentality, but um, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this if he does listen to this podcast. But um, our captain um, Scott uh, was at the end of the game extremely emotional and probably the only only one in our squad that that shed a tear uh, as to what we have had achieved as as a group of men um, because so often, like uh, Jimmy, I notice you saying it. I, I don't want to generalize. But sometimes we can sit here and say, no, I am proud to be a man that can sit here and say I'm struggling. Um, and, and that's completely OK. Um, and it was a really poignant moment for me to see that emotion come 
from somebody that is of that generation because it, it makes you think no matter what generation you, you've been brought up on those struggles are always there in the background um so yeah i i was so proud of him that he could be that uh vulnerable in that moment with me in on the center circle once that final whistle had gone we lost 7-1 um and we didn't care we couldn't care less we we had we had won because we'd turned up and played um and that was the most important thing for me to see those guys smile at the end of that yeah, the the football <coughs> is very much the vehicle, isn't it? Um, as you say, it doesn't matter whether you, you know you, you let them beat seven one or win and seven one every week. It's that, it's the community aspect, and it's it's all about. And it's I suppose it's easier said than done, but it, it's about surrounding yourself with those people that you feel you can be vulnerable with. Um, I personally, likewise to to what I think we've all said tonight, and again it goes to that stereotypical or man thing and you know men men don't cry men don't do this and so on <clears throat> and I think as Jimmy alluded to a little bit earlier on working with children you you you're quite often that kind of solid not necessarily role model but that kind of invincible figure to them that you know no matter what's going on you're going to be there for them and and that's great similarly um Joe as as you will be as a, as a parent and I think sometimes it's about taking that little step back and and kind of checking in on yourself as well and I think again going back to COVID COVID kind of highlighted a lot of people's vulnerabilities or insecurities um, but in a way now that people are aware of them I think there's again there's there's a, a positive to come from it but again it is it's all about taking that little step back and I think the, the older I've become I mean I'm not you know archaic but as a kind of 18 19 year old the world you know you, things are just bounce off and you, you wouldn't really soak, you know, let anything soak in and, and affect you. And I think as the years are starting to tick on a little bit and you kind of think, right, do you know what, that that hurt me a little bit, that or that's, that's got to me a little bit. And you kind of find coping mechanisms, which is fantastic, but sometimes you you can't keep that in and it's not good to, you, you know, you spend your whole life finding ways to keep things in. But actually, in the long run, that makes things 10 times worse. And exactly what you were saying, Joe, about... Um, you know, finding someone that you can feel that little bit vulnerable with or being able to let yourself go, that that's the end goal for me. Um, it's about finding that person, but it's also about being that person. And I think without going too deep, um, I think if everyone, you know, gives a little bit and takes a little bit, it just makes things so much easier for, for people to um, to open up and, and feel that they can. Um, Matt, did you have your hand up then or was that your curtain? <laughs> Sorry, I've just ended a, a really valid point with a... Was that a hand up? That wasn't the curtain, Declan. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hand up either, it's fine. <laughs> yes, Mr Evans. Yes, no, uh, I've completely lost my trail of thought, but yeah, basically it's Sorry. it's all about... Yeah, it was a little bit... Um, it, it's all about surrounding yourself with, with good people, isn't it? And I think, as you've said there, Joe, obviously, you know, a lot of the people within the football setup that you've got there are people that you've known from different walks of life and so on. But it's also having that little bit of bravery to step out and put yourself into those situations and those scenarios whereby you go and you meet people and before you know it, you're an integral part of that group. Um, and again, it goes back to that kind of life experience, doesn't it? If you think... Not to go kind of too morbid, but if you look at all the statistics with young men, and you know we all know what's very well publicised as to as to what happens, and it's kind of seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year olds. 
then you kind of look at men in our age bracket, and yes, it does happen, but there seem to seems to be a little bit of a drop off. And is it you know kind of what I was saying, where you kind of you get yourself involved in a couple of different groups, and you know you find hobbies that aren't just going to the pub every Friday night and and so on, and you start surrounding yourself with those people, and maybe it is when people just start to open up that little bit more that you know the the biggest troubles in the world can kind of be can be halved, can't they? As soon as you share them. Um, that's yeah. probably enough for me. I'm probably getting a little bit soppy now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna and, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, j- just to quickly add on to to the end there, I the, the people that I'm not to say I'm not proud of some of them, I'm proud of most of them or all of them. Um, is the people I'm most proud of are the people that don't know us and turn up and and just and just play, um, and and become part of something that's so integral to as you say keeping that group going and, and building our community um because i remember how i was going to because when i lived in in hastings i went to a session called man versus fat football um and when i turned up to that i felt so isolated so alone so like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know anyone and no one was talking to me no one was introducing themselves i and then i left um so when I set this thing up, I, I wanted to be everything that I had experienced badly flipped. And anyone that walks through the Lansing Warriors door, they are greeted with me saying, hello, I'm Joe. This is this person. This is that person. Welcome to the group. You're just as much as one of us now because you've stepped, you've stepped foot on this pitch. And that sense of belonging, that's what I want to give to people is that sense of belonging. Um because if someone turns up and they they feel like they 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 can't get on there, they're just going to turn away and they're going to feel absolutely awful for 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 God knows how long, however long it takes them to to process it mentally. So it's very important for us to put that forwards in 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 the right way and to greet people in the right way. It's interesting in terms of how we communicate. Everybody can be struggling sometimes. Um, for instance. Some of my friends, like from back home, because I've moved town about half an hour from where I used to live, we just text each other because we can't get to each other sometimes. And obviously that would have happened in lockdown. Zoom obviously became a thing. And this is, I think it's basically how this podcast came to be, actually. We started it in lockdown as a source of communication tool um, in, in just trying to catch up with each other because of the circumstances of not being able to see anybody. Obviously... We all had phone, phones, obviously, things like that. But it's interesting how communicating on different levels can just help because some people might not be really confident in speaking about it. So it can be in the form of a text. A few of my friends are like that. The more they can um, describe what how they're feeling through a text instead. Um, but, yeah, that's it just came to me how this podcast sort of came to be really from the experience of, of lockdown really it was self Jimmy and Matt to begin with and then debt De- came along as well but also <clears throat> something just came to mind as well when we're texting in in the group chat I notice like deck jumps in with how are, how, are we, how are we all how are we all feeling and things like that don't you deck that's I think that's that's something that people reach out in different ways whether they realize it or not but i think that's what dex also doing there as well you know yeah i uh 
I'm, um, I think think some people get a bit sick of the sight of me, to be fair. I'll come into work of a morning at half seven and it'll take me till eight o'clock to get to my classroom because I, I, you know, I hop in, make sure people are all right. And in a, in a kind of roundabout way, I think that's probably my way of dealing with things and stuff as well. You know, people are last back and so on. And it, it's, it's all, it's just that give and take, isn't it? It's about finding a couple of minutes in the day. It doesn't take a long time. And as you're saying there, Greg, you know, a, a message, someone could send that message and someone replies you don't have to get back to them straight away, but they know that you you know you're looking out for them and thinking and and so on. So, I think as much as bad press, technology debts, and social media and so on, it's a massive empowerment. The amount of time that people spend on it, um, as we've said a number of times on here, um, there's there's so much that that can come from it. I mean, I'm sure when these episode this this episode goes live, um, I'd be quite happy to put my you know twitter handling and i'm sure everyone else you know our own you know the, the podcast twitter handling likewise um joe's albion obsessed as well but also our own and you know if there is anyone out there you know a text a phone call or whatever um that that we're all very i certainly am i've probably spoken on everyone's behalf there i won't be giving um people's addresses out but you know people people are here um and it's not it's not kind of empty promises or or empty um empty thoughts when people say that um, you know, if people do need someone to talk to, there are people there, whether they're people that you know or people. And sometimes it's easier if it's someone that you don't know. Um, they're non-judgmental. They, you know, they don't know anything that's going on, and they're just there to listen. And sometimes that's that's all that people need as well. So I'm quite happy to do that. Um, I'm sure everyone else is as well. I've completely derailed that mm. and gone off again on another tangent, haven't I, Drake? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, social media is what. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's toxic. It's horrible. I've experienced a lot over the last two uh, year and a half obviously doing doing a Brighton of Albion podcast and being in the I guess the the media's focal point of, of Brighton of Albion at, at times when I've been contacted by talk sport or whether that be Daily Mail or BBC Five Live <clears throat> and you do you, you do get some horrible comments of uh, you know just mindless trolls that 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 come to attack you um but i i do also urge people what i've done over the last week or so because i've been having a bit of a crap time with it is i've privatized a lot um of, of my personal stuff i've privatized my um twitter um because i was finding that people with privatized accounts were quoting my tweets and sharing it amongst whoever and i did i couldn't see what they were saying and that was playing on my mind the most because i didn't know what they were saying about me and that's the scary thing the moment you put something on social media it's out there for anyone to grab it um so it's amazing that we're being this vulnerable and this open in hope that it helps one other person but it's also very scary to know that you know a a comment could come at you and 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 just ruin your day or ruin your week um but that's the role that social media has to play and i i really feel like it it can do more to to block these trolls i I, we've spoken about it on our albion obsessed before of whether that be face recognition or id recognition i don't get how these people get away with right i'm gonna make a um, account and I'm going to be racist towards this person or I'm going to be homophobic towards that person and they can just make multiple accounts again and again and again and again whether they get reported and blocked they can make another one um, there has to be some accountability 
Um, I don't know whether it's because social media spans so many countries, so there's so many different laws that you have to put into play. But yeah, I, I just feel like they could do more, whether that be a, a snap of a photo or IP recognition. There, there has to be more done. Yeah, unfortunately, social media and in particular football Twitter is something of a cesspit at times. It can do a lot of good. There can be connections like ourselves. There can be connections made. There's people we've met through this podcast, including yourself, Joe, fantastic people. We all hear you social media for good. We know that within the circles we operate in. Um, and, and you can put out a tweet about your mental health, about anything. You could get 500 positive responses, but the human nature is to focus on the one negative one. And that, that will, unfortunately, really, you know, it takes a lot of resilience and a lot of time to learn how to shrug off one little nasty troll's comments. And sometimes you never truly do because it can be hurtful, the idea. You feel vulnerable then for letting somebody that you have no idea who they are into your life and into your mind almost. And then you think, right, I'm not going to, I'm going to shut up shop. I don't want any nameless, faceless little troll, you know, with multiple accounts sort of taking jibes at me and, and getting to me personally but so there is a lot social media needs to answer for and i agree there needs to be some sort of verification process that goes on um not just buying a blue tick off elon musk because that's not going to work <laughs> but uh, it's it's hard to know where to begin because obviously like you say different countries have different um regulations obviously different countries have different access to social media you go to certain countries on twitter or wherever's banned so i mean that then you have got to use a VPN or, or what have you, and that, that complicates things more. So it's hard to know where that that really can be operated, but I'd say to flip it as well, social media can be a tool for a lot of good, as can sport, um, of course. But it's it, it's 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 unfortunate, really, that, that we live in a world where, yes, everyone's got an opinion, um, not everyone has to listen to your opinion and there are people who do have the entitlement of thinking that because I have an opinion everyone has to listen to my opinion and I'm also going to just be nasty to those who I don't agree with because that's pathetic especially when it's over a football team or something is completely trivial I'm gonna say something racist or homophobic because they support a different team to me that's just absolutely pathetic and that really does anger me when that you see stuff like that as I'm sure you've seen more than I have Joe Yeah, um, I know I'm not Joe, I'm Declan. <laughs> uh, just going on from what you've said there, Jimmy, um, you, you kind of um, triggered something in my head there that obviously the, the number of football matches that I've been to and that's the one thing that really gets to me and I, I have done it in the past and you'll know, having sat by me at the football match, I'm very vocal um, and for me, as I was saying earlier on, it's about finding that thing, you know, you, you kind of... 90 minutes of losing yourself and, you know, forgetting about everything else that's going on professionally, personally, and just going and, and enjoying something. And for me, that is going to the, the match and singing and dancing and shouting and bawling and, and whatever. But there's that line. And I've had it so many times, um, not necessarily just uh, with, with Tranmere fans, not at all, not to give them a bad name. In fact, quite often with, with other fans as well, where you'll hear something or someone will allude to something and you'll challenge them. And when you challenge them, their initial reaction is to turn around and go, "Well, I've I've had a, I won't say the exact words, but I, I I've had a crap week." 
And you're thinking that's all well and good, but then you saying that to someone else or a group of people, all you're doing is passing that forward. So no one's saying that you can't go and sing about your hometown being fantastic or visiting somewhere else and it being a shithole or this, that and the other. We all do that and there's nothing personally meant by that. That That is football culture. Um, but going and targeting individuals and, and this, that and the other, there's a line that, you know, hopefully less and less people are stepping over. But when they do, it really, really does press my buttons when they just turn around and blame it on their own issues or their own insecurities or turning around and going, well, I, you know, I've had a hard week in work or I've paid me money, I'll say what I want. No, you can't, because you can't. Football is a microcosm of society, isn't it? And if you've had a bad week, you go to the pub and you have, you know, a few pints and then you leave the pub and you start knocking on people's doors and calling them for all sorts of people walking down the street, you get locked up. So people just thinking that they can turn around and do that again, going back to social media and, you know, having a go at players or doing it, you know, in the stadiums or against their own fans. It, it just can't happen. Um, Jimmy? No, sorry, just to take on your point, really, is obviously the, the the stadium and the games are, you know, the players, the management, the staff, it's their place of work at the end of the day. And you have to turn it around on yourself and think, how would you feel if somebody came into your workplace and basically started verbally abusing you in a really personal manner, picking on something that you might have an insecurity about or picking on something that you weren't even aware of and really just, like, ripping into you on a, on a really, like, personal level. And, and then them saying, well... I can say what I want. It's like, well, it's, it's, it's my place of work. You have no right to come from place to place of work and barely abuse me, regardless of your opinions on the job you think I'm doing. Um, and the same applies, of course, for social media, because social media is the place of work for journalists, for various other people as well, influencers and what have you, whatever you make of them. You know, they have a job. And, and it is. it comes back to the, the age-old cliche, if you haven't got anything nice to say, and I know it's a bit cringe, but you, you no one makes you say something just because you don't want you, to, you don't like something doesn't mean you have to be horrible about it. And I, I agree, there's there's people that come out with stuff for football, and it still goes on. And it's I, I can't believe in 2023, well 2022, I last went to a game like that. You still get comments, and you go, that's just not on. That's just if you're not been listening for the last 20, 30 years of awareness, we've tried to raise it's. It is appalling, no matter how bad the team's playing, no matter how bad, you know, yeah, you've had a rubbish week at work or a rubbish week with whatever, but there's, it's an outlet for your emotions, but there's a, you know, there's a fine line between banter and just plain abuse, and some people just don't get that, sadly, still. I think it's a famous quote, wasn't it? It was Bill Shank who said the football's, uh, what's it about life and death? I've forgotten what the actual quote is. Football's not, not just a matter of like football's not just a matter of life and death. It's much more important than that. Which I do think I do, he didn't mean it in the way that people take it. Sometimes I think he meant that bit tongue in cheek to a certain extent. But I get the point. I think there's also an element where we forget that the players on the pitch are human. I fall for that. I'd be the first to admit that that I shouted a player that you know they crap or whatever else. Um. And it's good to see footballs coming out. I think Marcus Rashford recently came out and spoke about this. I don't know if you ever some players have uh, in Bristol, and it's a lot more accepted, I think, or starting to be more accepted that players go through tough times. And you can be the best player in the world. You could be, you know, up there with the best technical player. If your mind isn't in the right place, you're not going to perform to the level you want to do. And we forget that. You know, as an Everton fan, me and Jimmy both agreed that that team at the moment is pissing me off. But the team is. The outside of the football team, they can do what they like. I don't care what they do outside of it. 
as long as when they come onto the pitch they give everything as you know as part of that club but whatever struggles they've got on outside of it I would never think of picking them up on that and a lot of people do a lot of people like you say pick on something personal pick on appearance pick on anything either way because they get so wound up or get so ingrained in that in that thing of you know football is that idea is more than life and life and death and that's a really dangerous game to play if you're not careful and I think there needs to be that separation of yes football is enjoyment but there's a line where that's not on that does, that does, and it's good to hear about people calling people out when they do cross that line Sorry, Matt, just on that, I know you mentioned about, obviously, certain Everton players and stuff, in particular what they do outside of the game. I think I know who you're referring to. I'm not going to name names, obviously. But obviously, as well, we shouldn't forget that. We, I do think there are certainly, not to make this about us, but there are players in the squad at the moment that are struggling mentally with the pressure of playing for Absolute, the club. Absolutely, you can tell. And with balancing their life. And there's one player in particular, obviously, at the moment, obviously, I won't name names, I think you can all work out who it is, who I do think, is suffering under a cloud of, of, of real, you know, really is struggling mentally. And I think they take a lot of flack off the pitch for their for the things they do as well and post on social media, which is wrong if they want to live their life the way they do and, and do the things they do outside the game. As long as they, you know, they they keep themselves, you know, in shape and, and perform as best they can and give everything. You know, not all of us will give ourselves 100% at work each single day. Because I never you, do. If you physically gave 100% and were absolute top form, everything, I mean, Matt, yeah, you, you never do. I've seen you work, Jesus Christ, man, you've got the crickets on half the time. Sorry, no, he hasn't. Um, but, <clears throat> half the time. Okay, three quarters. More right. than half. Um, oh. Okay, at least you admit it. But yeah, um, if we were to be on tip top form every single day at work and be the most productive person ever, we wouldn't do anything else. We'd be shattered by the time we finished work doing an eight hour. 10-hour shift, whatever. In Dak's case, 25-hour shift because it never ends. Um, you know, this is this is his time off compared to you know. I'm pushing for a sponsorship with Red Bull and Monster. I'm nearly there. I've pretty much got shares in the companies now. You'll be pushing something if you're drinking Red Bull and Monster, mate. Jesus Christ! Um, but get onto Prime Deck. Get very onto Prime, little pushing. Oh, it's Prime. trying to get older oh, stuff, Prime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other energy <laughs> drinks and other soft drinks and water is also available to drink. Just Dr. Around. Pepper? Um, <laughs> yep. As Cristiano Ronaldo once said, agua, which is Portuguese for water, at that press conference when he got that coat a bottle of the way. Anyway, we're off on a tangent. Um, so, yeah, I do think as well we have to factor in that players mentally off the pitch will not always be right to perform on it, which obviously is then compounded if they're getting abuse from the stands and social media. Sports Social Podcast Network.